Hey guys, so before this episode starts, uh, it's me, Scott. I just want to give you guys a heads up. So, as I stated before, this is the raunchiest movie ever made. It truly is. It was barely released in theaters. This is Mystery Team. If you guys don't want to listen to it, you don't have to. Um, we're just going to give you that option. Um, but this is a very funny episode. And it is going to have some sensor bleeps. So if you don't like the sound of the beep, you know, you don't have to listen to it. But we will see you next time. Or in five seconds. So enjoy the podcast. Oh, hey, Scott. Come on in. Who's Scott? I'm Scott's dad. Uh, Scott, just... Come on in and sit down with me, and we can talk about. I don't the movie. know what Scott did with this podcast thing, but I I will assure you, you don't have to call me Scott's dad. I wasn't going to call you Scott's dad because you are clearly Scott. Just take take off the fake mustache, please. Hello, old friend. This week we watched Mystery Team, and it's in the basket, the writer's bagel basket. Ha! I got the introduction this time. Great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Down with him! Because I'm Homer Simpson! Pizza, pizza, pizza! I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Baby, 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 It was time now. It was, was all the time I needed. So, Scott, what did we watch this week? Well, first, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. Oh, yeah. I'm Scott Carroll. <laughs> I'm Dwight Stearns. We watched Mystery Team this week, which was my choice. It was a- I, I actually have ties to this movie. I, I'm very aware, and I'm sure that we're going to be hearing about that all throughout the podcast. But before, since you reminded me that we need to do introductions, we have two guests joining us yes. this week. Yes, it's couples date night. Uh, so first, I'd like to introduce uh, my air quotes wife. No, she's really my wife, Tiffany. Who are you people and I? why am I here? <laughs> why are you in my house? Why? Where am I? Shh. I am not, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm being held against my will. Please send help. Beep twice if you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have my fiance who is back again from our room, the room podcast. We keep saying room like we watched the like Brie Larson. Like watched room with, with Brie Larson. It's a very yeah. different podcast. <laughs> I would also be asking for help. That's Haley. <laughs> Say hello, Haley. Hello. Hello, Haley. Come on. Oh, you, that was a missed opportunity. I know. There. Say yeah, good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. <laughs> good night, Gracie. So, wait, what is Mystery Team? I don't know. No, Mystery <laughs> Team is um, a movie uh, written and starring um, my man Don Glover. That's what he went by for this one. Wait, you know what? He looks a lot like Childish Gambino. Who's that? You know, Childish like the rapper? Yeah, you know, going to drop too. it like the Nasdaq. Yeah, it's, oh. like, it's like uncanny. I think he did the music for this movie, but oh. Donald Glover was the star of this movie. <laughs> so, speaking of Charles Gambino, did you hear this next album is going to be his last one? Tear. But anyways, um, so this is a movie uh, written and directed, not directed, but written by uh, Donald Glover, and it's really kind of like a throw it almost feels like a, a live action scooby-doo episode it it was supposed to be uh like encyclopedia brown Encycl- on crack. encyclopedia brown oh okay because that's where the idea came from i can Although see that only one of them's a boy genius yeah but they're all they're all like detectives no, no i know i'm just yeah, yeah so so um donald glover and he has two friends and i don't know their names 
Duncan and Charlie. Duncan and Charlie. That's the character name. DC Pearson plays Duncan. Okay. DC Pearson was in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. He was the Apple Store guy. He has long hair and a giant beard now. Oh. And he, yeah. Wow, okay. I didn't know that. That's Wow, yeah, he got a lot, much longer hair. Yeah. And uh, I always forget the other kid. The other kid. (laughs) Charlie. Charlie. They were funny. (laughs) He's a writer. (laughs) So this... They all wrote it. They're Derek Comedy, which started uh, YouTube in like 2005. Mm-hmm. And they that's how Donald Glover ended up writing for 30 Rock and The Daily Show was because they had the sketch comedy group and they took that money and they made this movie. So they were like discovered. Were they, were they discovered through the YouTube or were they discovered through the movie? Through YouTube. Okay. Uh, Tina Fey saw the YouTube shorts. And asked Donald to come write for 30 Rock. Wow. Oh, so he was writing for 30 Rock before he did Community and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, cool. He was on Daily Show, then 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. In fact, I didn't know that. Because my first introduction to Donald Glover was Community. Like That was the first time I'd even heard his name. And I didn't know who he was at that point. He was just the guy on that funny show with Chevy Chase. Like, and Joel, Joel McHale. I knew him from um, 30 Rock as secretly closeted gay teen in graduation. Okay, I've never seen an episode of 30 Rock, so I wouldn't know that reference. Tracy Jordan is getting his honorary uh, doctorate from uh, Columbia, and he says, like, you all have dreams, like you secretly closeted gay guy, and he just pops up and goes, hey, who told? (laughs) (laughs) I, I can see the delivery right now, so that's very funny. Yeah. So the the movie is basically these Encyclopedia Brown like kids. They they still ride their bikes. He they're, in has, a, they're in like a stage of stunted adolescence. They really are. Yeah. yeah. They said they're eighteen. Yeah, they're eighteen, and they're still solving like who stuck their thumb in a pie and and it's like the opening mystery. Yeah. yeah. Actually, the opening mystery starts. In the middle of the movie, and then goes back. Yeah, that was a pretty good... I don't know. I wasn't expecting that to be a call... Or not a callback, but in media res type thing. So, yeah, the movie opens with our introduction of um, our three characters with... You have Donald Glover. What's it? Jason. Uh, Jason is going to this house, and he's the master of disguise. So, he has disguised himself as an... Not elderly gentleman, a middle-aged person who's there to buy a house. I love how all of his things, he has a mustache no matter what it is. Oh, you gotta. How People would recognize him otherwise. Come on. But it's always a mustache. It's always like one shade too dark or one shade too light to to match his hair. It's so so funny. So um, he enters the house under these false pretenses, but his two friends, Duncan and Charlie, break into the house and they try to interrogate old man McGinty. McGinty. I was going to say McGillicuddy. He's on his deathbed. Yeah, he's hooked up to a respirator. <laughs> and I love how the son's just like, "Can can you guys just let my dad just die in peace?" And then they <laughs> then he thinks they're gone and then you hear more screaming and they're like accusing him of murder. The comedy in this movie, like like I was saying before, it feels almost like a Scooby-Doo cartoon where where you have just these like crazy absurdist things happening like that like how did they get back into the room how did they um like get past this guy again and like that style of like just like opening up the door and like seeing someone in there like that's a very like deliberate style of comedy so i respect this movie for doing something like that 
Like it was a very deliberate choice, and I thought it was pretty pretty good. And this is like a prime example of using like a very shoestring budget and making oh, yeah. like they milk every dollar out of it. For the most part, the budget didn't soup. There was. Mm. <laughs> It didn't super scream to me low budget because of what, they, where they were shooting in places like that. Because they had some pretty good locations. Like they went to a bowling alley. They went to a lumber yard. And they all looked good. It was some of the quote unquote effects that I really only noticed that it was like, well, clearly they went to like a costume store and got like a fake neck wound. <laughs> and that was really the only one that like jumped out at me. Everything else. <laughs> and like the uh, continuity errors with the wardrobe. Okay. Yeah. But that almost plays to the comedy of it. I think it does. I, it, mm, because you know how yeah. I was saying it's like, like a, it's like a cartoon? It pass. Yeah. It, this yeah. felt like a Disney Channel movie. Like they yeah. were trying to make an R-rated like <laughs> Brink or Famous Jet Jackson. Yeah. Like. But with, with, with the costumes specifically, I think that there was times where they would change their clothes and, and they, like their clothes specifically got ruined and then they came back to them in like the next scene and they were wearing their striped shirt That's and their red point, shirt. Actually, I think yeah. it was just like an identifier how in cartoons people always wear the same thing no matter mm -hmm. what. I think mm -hmm. that's what they were going for. I totally buy the whole like Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, yeah. Like at first I was like, oh, this doesn't make sense. But now you're talking about it being a Scooby-Doo, you know, yeah. Saturday morning cartoon. I'm like, okay, it gets a pass. Like everyone else, it probably goes, wasn't intentional, or maybe it was. Who knows? Ooh. It's possible. I, I feel like everyone else in the in this movie goes through like your standard wardrobe changes, mm -hmm. but they're always in the same outfit. So yeah. it's either like they are just stunted, like, part of their stunted growth, like complexes, or it's just something that they a deliberate choice that the filmmakers made to make them easily identifiable. So basically, the crux of the whole movie is they solve these crappy like rinky dink. <laughs> crimes and then a little girl comes to them and they're like yeah we'll help you what is it can you help find out who killed my parents and stole their ring oh <laughs> like donald glover's face facial expressions in this movie are so incredible like you can tell that this kid is going to be the guy who he is now yeah like he, he is crazy talented with that type of stuff and just he oozes personality by the way, can I just say, when you said milk the budget for all the tourists, oh. it brought my attention. Oh, no, oh. no, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, I'm no. not going to say anything. I just... Oh, no. <laughs> We're not even there yet. Yeah. We'll get there. So, Scott, <laughs> I don't want to be there. Is this going to be an explicit one? Because... Like, oh, yeah. Oh. We, it has to be. Okay. Sorry, guys. We're going to be swearing in advance because some of these lines... True. Because, like, all the other things we've done, they've either been, like, TV or, like, The Room, which is something that... You can kind of, like, that was a rated R movie, but you can get around the, ex like, we can just talk about them having sex without it being considered right obscene. But this one, things happen, and you, like... This this wasn't released in theaters because they couldn't give it a rating. Really? Okay. Like, like it played huh. in, like, New York and L.A., but it did not come here. It did not come to Massachusetts. Or New we're in New Hampshire, buddy. We're actually in where they, where they filmed the movie. I was going to say, speaking of New Hampshire, yeah, they shot it, you said in Manchester. Uh, in, in Manchester which probably is, Merrimack, because that's where... Um, that's where the... I'm 99% yeah. sure I know where the lumber yard they shot in, because I drive by it every day when I go to work. The director, the guy who directed the movie, I was an intern with his brother, and they lived in Manchester. That explains a lot. And that's the only tie I had, is I, I knew the kid who was the intern of the brother who directed this. <laughs> like, he, he skipped a whole week of Daily Show to go to Sundance Film Festival to premiere this movie. That's awesome. How did it do at Sundance? He did really well. Uh, John Hamm 
presented them with an award and he was just gushing about oh, the movie. Cool. Sweet. That's I awesome. I was like, do you bring John Ham back? Then I don't want to hear about yeah, it. I, don't, <laughs> I, I want the delicious, delicious ham bacon. Wait. Oh, he's a person. Yeah. Uh, I know who John yeah. Ham is. <laughs> the John Ham, John Ham. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Mm. Um, so speaking of like people like John Ham, there's some other really big names in this, and before this is they before were they like, were big because Ellie Kemper shows up. She mm-hmm. she's the second person you see, or no, she's the first person you see. You don't even see. Uh, yeah, because think so. Yeah. Well, no, well, because there's the whole pre the the whole pre right. thing with with them at the house with the old man, old man McGillicuddy, and I know that's she's not the his first name. other. Yeah. Uh, no, I guess not. Yeah. She well, after the title sequence, she's the first yeah. person yeah. that you yep. see. She's the first expositional person, and yes. she plays Jamie, who is basically kimmy schmidt pretty bunker i would argue that she's a little bit more mentally challenged yeah. than her because i don't think kimmy schmidt would go around kicking trash cans for arguing with that's her that's one of my favorite lines in the movie where she's like hello mr trash can shut up that was also one of the moments that felt the most like this is clearly it felt like a family guy joke because it was like a cutaway while they were at another yeah, location yeah. and she just happened to be there so to me that was like the only time that they kind of like broke a continuity. Or like an Adam Sandler movie. Like yeah. old Adam yeah. Sandler. Yep. 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 You mean yep. like a, sh- a schmoobly goobly moment? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that a technical term? Like the Adam Sandler movies. I find that on t- TV tropes. Like the Billy Madison, mm-hmm. Happy Gilmore, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler, or where it, like when he was doing the Hanukkah song and yep. he, he had a song called Abby Doobie. So it's like the schmoobly goobly, like, schmoo! Oh, like yeah, when, yeah, 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 When he's like, Billy, I peed my pants. And he's like, oh, what do you mean? Schmoo! Yabadoo! Yeah, that yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I call that the schmoo. Yeah, I call that. Shabadoo! Yeah, I call that the schmoobly goobly error of Adam okay. Sandler. I, I can see. I, I 100% yeah, get what you're saying. That's like some of those jokes felt like. I was like, okay, okay, all right. Yeah. I'm in. I'm along for this ride. <laughs> so then he gets the gang together. Um, and then... Uh, because a kid was sticking his fingers in pies, and they find the kid, and this is one of the darkest lines in the whole movie, where yeah. they, they pulled the kid off the playground, and Duncan <laughs> says, If any teachers ask where Eric went, tell him three grown-ups took him off the playground to teach him a lesson about sticking his finger in things. Which is just, that, that little kid was a stroke of genius for yes, the movie. Yeah. Be- because everything up until this point is like really kind of lighthearted, and like, you have the old man dying jokes and stuff like that, but everything is like they're saying, "Oh, gee Willikers, gosh golly, oh, yeah, it really razzes my berries." Pretty tame, yep. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then this little kid is immediately—I think this is the first time we're going to say this kind of thing. He's like, F- "You guys," and stuff like that. <laughs> like, it's such like a tonal shift. It's so funny. Like it's such, it, like hits you in the face. And you're like, oh, okay, that's what this movie's kind of going for. Because his yeah. lines when he he makes the, the American Pie reference. And yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the look on Donald Glover's face as soon as he's like, oh, I stuck my finger in there to see if it felt like in the movie. <laughs> I'm st- I'm trying to be the mystery team right now. That's fair. I'm, I'm seeing how long I can go without saying a dirty line from this movie. <laughs> what was that? I'm abstaining. Okay, fair. I'm speaking. Because <laughs> I will let a dirty word slip. Yeah. With that kid, though, like, that kid I think is extremely funny, but it's those moments where you can see when this movie was shot because as the kid is walking away what was his name dustin or something like that? eric Derek, mcdonald eric mcdonald yeah. as eric is walking away he casually shoots an insult over his shoulder and he calls them bundles of sticks which is an insult mm. for gay people and that is such a, like a sign of the times as to when this movie was made because you have like mid 2000s comedy 
that type of stuff was still acceptable. And I just think it's so fascinating how quickly just like the zeitgeist has changed for um, what is and isn't acceptable. They also go around right. calling people retarded a lot in this oh, movie. Yeah. And like, that's another thing that you yeah. just don't see anymore. So I think it's just fascinating. It's and, also... And no. they find different ways to say they're like mystery <laughs> t- or like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff. Like that one I think is a little bit less taboo than the other one i was talking about right. but even like the office um season two oh, yeah we've watched a couple episodes of the office and we're like whoa where you can't they say yeah that. michael scott calls oscar blanky bundle of sticksy and yeah i i, I remember re-watching that and being like oh whoa that's that's dated it really jumps yeah, out at you now it, and like yeah it's so, really jarring a word like that like immediately takes me out of a movie like this because it's just so whoa i can't mm-hmm. like it's it's shocking watching this made me think of like movies of their time like in the 80s it was very like cheesy and schlocky and mm-hmm. like yeah. very lovey 90s it was more like you know teen oriented where it, yeah. it it seems serious but you know they're teenagers yep. this 2000s is like that whole we're gonna say stuff for shock value yeah. and see if it sticks yeah we have this pasta we're gonna throw it against the yep. wall that's what mm-hmm. I think a lot of to that like that that time period those like movies knocked were up. Yep. yep yeah super it was just, bad yeah, yeah. It was just like yeah. we're gonna swear and make like outlandish weird racist sexist comments and maybe people think it's funny yeah and they were testing the waters mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah but then exactly. there's lines in in this movie that are like really clever and really funny like what so <laughs> um when when they find out they they take the case and they tell the little girl that they're gonna help. And they find out that the the house was broken into, and they go to Jordy, played by Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, the, I was. Oh, like, that's who that is. I was like, he's an SNL guy. I know okay, that one. Okay. This was his first. Familiar, yeah. It was like right before he went to his first season of SNL. Cool. So, that character is ridiculous. Yeah, Jordy. <laughs> yeah. But some of the things he says that are smart. <sighs> Like how he knows everything. Like, like they're like, hey, do you know what happened between five forty-five and like yeah. six? And he's like, oh, that would be Sammy. Yeah, you yeah. want to go see Sammy? He's the homeless guy who's always in that area around and, this and time. And that's where it gets really smart when they're like, oh, he's a hobo. And and <laughs> the, the smartness is like that Simpsons like writing smartness where they go back to like old timey stuff mm-hmm. and they cut to. Donald Glover with a bindle in in like a top hat with the the, yeah the busted top hat and like the grease paint uh, beard and everything he's like giving himself like the full beard and everything and he's so hobo-y and and the line that got me that I thought was so smart is like you want hobo dollars I got buttons (laughs) I love that and again that's like there's a credit to Donald Glover's like his facial expressions and just his his body language is just so it's just so spot on at that moment and this that's also another great example of like th- that movie being dark is because after they buy the things from the, the hobo, um, Duncan goes back to pay thanks to the hobo that they just Goodnight, bought. sweet hobo. He doesn't get a curse. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's hobo, hobo curse. And the hobo's sitting there and he's clearly just OD'd on heroin, <laughs> which is like living in Manchester. That offends me to my core. Not really, but I mean, we're going through a drug epidemic right yeah. now. So it's also funny how casually they just make fun of heroin. But... Um, and like the guy's just sitting there, dead. Like, or maybe not dead, but he's OD'd. And he just oh, kisses on. him on the cheek, <laughs> <laughs> on the temple. Yeah, Good but night. I love his reaction after kissing him. He's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just did a visual joke for a podcast. That's nice, good, right? nicely done. Yeah. I find myself nodding a lot in podcasts when people talk. I'm like, nobody can <laughs> Wait a minute. See yeah, that. The, the, the only <laughs> way you can video podcast. The only way you can justify it is going, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. That's oh, why oh, we skipped um the introduction of Aubrey Plaza. Oh yeah. Because, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when while they're getting her. While they're getting, yeah, sorry, speaking of the other people that yeah, were in this yeah, movie, Aubrey yeah. Plaza, it's when they're getting the case from the little girl, Brianna. Yeah. Uh, and Aubrey Plaza is it, the is little girl's Kelly, sister. Mm-hmm. The older sister. Seeing Aubrey Plaza in this movie was so weird. Like, she was very stiff and like, I've never acted before. Like, that's yeah. what it felt like. It was the, weird. I agree. Because this was before Parks and Oh, yeah. yeah this well, was shot well in 2007. Parks didn't start until, oh. I think, 2009. Nine. We were in college. Maybe. It was it was senior Park, year of college, so yeah, Park, it was definitely okay. started when I was in New York interning yes. because I remember we got all this like free stuff from nice. Parks and Rec. That's awesome. And I was like, this is just gonna be like another office and wrong. It, I was so <laughs> wrong. Well, I fought that so watching that so bad and I was like, I'm not watching. It's because the first couple of seasons tried to be the office mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Bandanowitz, but then once he left, it got good. Anyways. Yeah, I saw like the first like ten minutes of the first episode. I'm like, what is yeah. this? Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought I, I stuck to it. Just realized we have someone who was in another show that we have already done on this. Oh, it's true. We I don't. I think I mentioned that briefly, but Tiffany, you were what? Well, you weren't in it. Well, you your voice was in it. In what? We did an episode of. Do we know we've done Scrubs? What are we talking about? What? I'm I'm talking about Eric McDonald was oh. on How I Met Your Mother. Was he? Which episode? He was the little boy that, that Robin, she was dating the guy who had oh. a kid. He was that kid. Seriously? Yeah. Weird. Okay. I try not to think about that show anymore. That show breaks yeah. my heart. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it for about an hour and change. <laughs> like four episodes ago. Yes. So. But, so we've met Aubrey Plaza now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. yep. Yeah. We're now yeah. at, we're now past the hobo so, so we're at the gentleman's club. yeah no it, no we're at the uh, oh. in the hobo stuff they find a um a fun bowling lanes. card yep for yep. fun lanes and this is where we go back to like that offensive language because uh ricky appleman and it yeah the, the kid one of their old like he's not a bully he's just like this a white kid who thinks he's a rapper yeah yeah excuse me sir yo <gasps> ricky appleman oh, great mystery yeah what's up fellas how can i help you i actually thought that that was smart like someone who didn't want to be talking to these people but mm-hmm. he had to do his job yeah yeah like, exactly because he worked at the bowling alley right so. yeah i really like that we skipped over a part at the beginning when we were getting the introductions to all three of the characters when they're mm. at the school oh, so you right. you get kind of like yeah um the feeling and the impression not even the impression None of these three kids don't have any other friends outside of themselves, and they all are trying to fit in and mm-hmm. be a specific, not even a stereotype, but just they're trying to fit a specific mold. Like you've got Jason, who's trying to um, be a master disguise, and he's like fully in love with this uh, concept of like being a detective for the rest of his life. Right. You have Duncan, who's on the yearbook, and he's constantly thinking that he's like smarter than he is so because he, he, he took a blank page in the yearbook and filled it up with his own and then, trivia. I'm guessing that, that was supposed to be for the yearbook crew. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. then Duncan who um Charlie. 
or yeah, sorry, sure. Charlie. He wants Charlie, to be on the football team. <laughs> yeah, he wants to be on the football team, and I love the scene where he's trying to like. There's this girl in a wheelchair, and she's like, "Hey, can you help me get up the ramp? I'll do you one better. Yeah, I'll she, drag you up the stairs." <laughs> so she, that's that's Maggie. She was the the fourth like Mark's brother. She was the fourth member of Derek Comedy. Oh, really? Who always played the girl in sketches, and this was, I guess, her cameo. Oh, that's cool. It's nice. kind of weird that she wouldn't get like. Aubrey Plaza's role, or, or something um, like that. Ellie, Ellie Kemper's, Ellie Kemper's role, even, yeah. yeah, even something with a little bit more meat to it. Because she was, she was um, the producer of the movie. She was the actual producer, oh, okay, so okay, she so was. She wanted to take more, more of a backseat. Yeah, yeah, okay. make more money. So yeah, hey, we yo. get the sense from everybody, including um, Jason's parents. Oh, Jason's oh. parents <laughs> about like how you know out of place their behavior is. Yeah, like they're they're Jason's dad constantly says how disappointed he is. Yeah, (laughs) and and like the mom is like goading her son Jason, like you gonna go to a party? Are there gonna be girls there? I bet there are gonna be girls there. You mom, gross. (laughs) (laughs) As he's he's making chocolate milk. Hey dad, mom wants me to go to a party and and be with a girl. Can you say gross? I can say disappointed. Yeah, gross. <laughs> I love when they're getting on their bikes and he goes, "There's, there's, uh, there goes three virgins." <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny misdirection too, because he's like, "Can I have the keys to the car?" And he goes out to the car and he uh, opens up the, that was like the a back seat. And, joke. and he's pulled, he, That was exactly a Simpsons that joke. And he pulls up the, the, the bike. Yep. So good. Uh, so oh, Donnie Glover. Donald Glover. He's good. I I really think if he wasn't in this movie. This movie would not be as strong as it is. I mean, DC oh, Pearson has his yeah. moments, and Charlie is is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing about Charlie is that, that my, one of my problems is they keep doing the same joke where they're like, "Oh, I know who it is. It's Eric McDonald." No. Josh. Yeah. I see. I love that, and every time they did it, it got funnier, like like a Family Guy joke, or like yeah, like mm-hmm. every time it happened, I was like, ah, "They did it again." I love it. <laughs> I'm glad that worked for you. That yeah, that awesome. that character I really like because that that to me felt like really silly Saturday morning cartoon because he was just like oh. But I my did fi- like I he's the yeah, strongest. Yeah, no, no, he's the strongest friend, and he like can't do, like he. No, you're right because that's almost like his like yeah. little catchphrase character trait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just thought it was really sense. cute and and funny. I I just endearing, I guess. I well, love the- I love when there's that scene where he spills the milk and he's just taking the t-shirt and he picks it up and it's like a made a heart shape on the t-shirt. I'm like, this is cute. Well, uh, my favorite thing that he did is when they're introducing themselves to Aubrey Plaza, and he goes, uh, I'm Jason, the master of disguise. I'm Duncan, the boy genius. And I'm Charlie, the strongest boy in the world. And he punches DC Pearson right in the face, and he just starts gushing blood. That I was impressed with, because I was like, oh, in normally in this type of visual gag, it's, oh, but nothing happens. And, but he like legitimately started bleeding, and yeah. I was like, okay, that's funny. Like, that's yeah. a good twist on what you expect yeah. to be happening. Yeah, you, if you look carefully, you can see, like, DC Pearson grab the blood packet, and it just squirts everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That, going to the budget, speaking of blood capsules, this movie is not competently shot i don't want to be like insulting to it because it's a very funny movie but it's the amount of times that it's just the three of them standing in a line is 
like every other se- scene in this. The mm. during when they're on the baseball scene and it was like a shot reverse shot. I was like, oh my god! But that was a what different on? feel. I think that was very intentional because it's yeah. very again Saturday morning cartoon Scooby Doo mystery. You know, we're a team. Mm-hmm. And then when they had that shift, that scene at the baseball diamond, and we're like super jumping ahead, but it was like a tonal shift. But mm-hmm. how great would it? So yeah. that made sense to change the way it was yeah. shot. So how, I think it worked. How great would it be if they had to like run away Scooby Doo style and go through the doors and like they're running and it's the same three like frames over and over again that, oh yeah they run in like down like a long hallway type of deal yeah. and it's just looping with that little noise yeah the... yeah yeah so um when we so we're at the fun lands now right yep we're... yeah so we're past ricky appleman and they have the card so what happens is they're trying to figure out yeah they have to scan the card to find the name of the person who like you know, threw it out. Who's at the Who's at the the Aubrey Plaza's home? Yeah, who broke in? Um, this joke gets me every time because they're like, "We need a distraction." Duncan, do you have your slingshot? Always. Always. <laughs> and he's gonna shoot him in the arm, and he knocks over and breaks the computer. Shoot him in the left. Shoot him in the left shoulder. So that way he turns to the left. I'm gonna shoot him in his humerus. It's the largest bone in the upper part of the body. I, I think, think I, I got, got this. It. And then he misses by a mile. <laughs> and one line that I love from Charlie is he's like, well, "I know how we can get it. I'll get a job here. Ricky will put in a work." <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that's, that's like that reminds me of the the Key and Peele sketch where the where the guy's talking about how he's gonna rob a bank and he's like we're gonna get it. here's what we'll do we'll apply here and then every week they're gonna start giving us money and we're gonna take that money we're gonna put it into a into an account and then after fifty uh, forty to fifty years we're gonna walk out of here millionaires he's like that's just a job <laughs> <laughs> but anyway sorry um, yeah so they so it turns out the the burglar is actually there one of them yeah one yeah well no yeah. yeah. Ooh. No, no, he it wasn't, wasn't a burglar. It, it was it he, was the the kid of the the burglar was banging this kid's mom. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Because uh, he, he gave him the ring that they stole from yep. Aubrey Plaza's yep. parents. Because they uh, they look at the back of the um, the, the card. bowling card and, and it has a- it has a muffin that is scuba diving. And they're trying to figure out. Oh well, who, could this be a clue? Scuba muffins, muffin swimmer. And they hold it up, and then you see someone bowling with the name of Muff Diver. <laughs> that's a, I feel like that's another one of those dated jokes. Yeah. Yep. It's like, when's the last time you've heard that? Early 2000s. When I watched this movie 15 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, but like, God. that's such another early 2000s, like... Yeah, really you don't is. really hear that yeah. anymore, for good reason. Yeah. Um. But it fits those type of people. The type of people who would go bowling and make their bowling name Muff Diver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, uh, ass. Exactly. Ass I like or, that joke, too, with, with Donald Glover in the trench coat with the big camera. Like, What a scoop! Local boy bowls. <laughs> well, gotta go! Oh just yeah! Like just <laughs> what a scoop! Mobile <laughs> <Rumble> boy bowls. <laughs> He's got like the big old camera with a flash bulb yeah, and a, a fedora that says "press" on it. Yeah, it's got the little card in it. Yeah, the I don't press. Know why good. that of all the things is like one all, of the funniest. All, all of his costumes are just <laughs> so <laughs> amazing. And I love how like the guy destroys the camera. That's probably worth like it's a million dollars. Yeah, it's, it's an old vintage camera. So then uh, they follow him out. He goes to the gentleman's club. And this is by far, like, the hobo scene is my favorite scene, but this is up there. 
So they're like, oh, man, <sighs> he's in the gentleman's club. How are we going to get in? <laughs> Donald Glover er, yeah, goes, like, I'll think of something. I'll As he's polishing a monocle. <laughs> yes. Hello, my good man. My boils and I were in the neighborhood, and we thought to treat ourselves to a day of sport with other gentlemen. Hi-ho. Perhaps there will be bear baiting. I'm wearing a top hat. <laughs> and they're all then catch up all three of them wearing top hats and monocles and uh, tails. Yeah. yeah. When, when you think of like Abraham Lincoln wearing the stove top or stove top um, hat, these things are like three times that big. <laughs> they are enormous, comically like costume sized things, which is just oh, so funny. I love I love the bouncer too. The bouncer <laughs> is actually from Thirty Rock. A lot of the people who do cameos are from Thirty Rock. Um, like at the party, it's a lot of people from 30 Rock. That is, uh, I think it's John Murphy is his name. He's .com on the show. He's one of Tracy Morgan's uh, entourage. He looked, you say Murphy. He looked like Charlie Murphy. Is he related? I think he might be. Yeah. I think he's like a cousin or something. That's awesome. Mm. Um, but I love like how he asks them for their IDs. So Duncan gives him a library card. Jason gives him a... His school, his school ID. ID. And... And uh, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie gives him a sketch, a traced, traced picture of a hammerhead shark. That that was genius. Yeah. That because that, then it fits all of their yeah. like personalities. Yeah. And then so yeah, so the, the guy just you know gets to a point where he's like, you know what, they're just, trying this hard. I'm gonna let fine. them. In. Well, they also bribed him. They give him yeah, like yeah. twenty right. bucks. For right. No, they didn't even give him. No, money. it was like oh, two dollars. Oh, he asked if he had. They money. just showed it to them. We have so the yeah. guy. currency. Yeah. <laughs> But what I what I love about that scene is he thinks that these kids just want to see like a naked lady. Yep. <laughs> and and they think that it's an actual gentleman's club. <laughs> and the stuff he says is like, Oh yes, we can't wait to smoke pipes and talk about beer baiting. <laughs> and I hear the mink is good here. Oh the mink. I love the mink. <laughs> Britain, England. <laughs> yeah. And then, then we get Eric McDonald's back. Um because his mom works there, yep. and that he he has one of the best like <laughs> lines. He's like, "My mom works here. It's better than sh- shaking her stuff on the street." Well, because they walk into the gentleman's club, and this is another one of those tonal shifts. Because there's just nipples everywhere. I know. Like it's one of those like because like the rest of it has been relatively lighthearted. And then you're just like, we're down in now the seediness of this uh, community. Yeah. <laughs> And it gets seedier. <laughs> yeah. With, with C-section scars. And... Uh, yeah, I, I love when uh, he goes, what's that on your stomach? And she goes, it's my C-section scar. <laughs> oh. Say it, Scott. Oh. Say it. What, what, what can it you do for 20 bucks? <laughs> for, for 20 bucks, you can <laughs> on it. I'll give you five <laughs> if you, you tell, tell me what, me what that, that means. means. That's my favorite recurring joke oh. for that character. Is like he's constantly right. wanting to know what sexual right. acts are. That, That's so funny. Yeah, that that made me laugh every single time. Uh. And then John Ralphio shows up. Yeah, ben he does. Schwartz is there because I would love to, for him to be like mystery team. How are you making that paper? <laughs> I want to be like, oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. I love John because Ralphio I'm so much. in a strip club. <laughs> And after this, I'm going to go to the snake hole lounge. <laughs> this was worse than the snake hole. Yeah. Which is shocking. Uh, so, um... Oh, well, so so Eric Eric proves to be, like, very helpful because he tells him who that is. Yep. Yeah. And it's some guy named Dougie. 
All yeah. things considered in this movie, like it's a tongue-in-cheek mystery adventure. The way that they went from each step in their mystery felt relatively logical to me. It was, Yeah, it was a little bit of like luck, but everything was set up. Like they set up this kid who was clearly like more streetwise than he should be and he happens to be at the strip club and he gives him the information on the guy in the strip club. And like, yeah, some of it was a stretch like going to the um, Quickie Mart and meeting um, Bobby Moynihan. But other than that, like I feel like everything made a logical progression sense. This is a really good episode of Psych. I've never seen an episode of Psych, so this was the oh, best so episode good. of Psych I've ever seen. <laughs> That's another one of those shows that I haven't watched, but like I've wanted to watch. Psych is yeah, good, I've but but hilarious. this this felt like an episode, like a really good episode of Psych. Yeah, all they needed was those like you know uh, Jason like zeroing in on the clues. Yeah, and like <laughs> squinting. Yeah, and that sound. So then they uh, follow Dougie because he's getting a lap dance. And that's when it's not always getting Scott. Let's just say the ring disappears. The ring that they're after, (laughs) and well, because this is where Duncan has a really great line. He's like, Jason, oh Jason, we know where the ring is. It's in the stripper's vagina. Not anymore. What? When she was peeing, I heard a clink. Oh no. Are you sure? Yes. Well, how, how are we going to get it out of there? This looks like a job for the boy genius. I forgot about that. Because <laughs> um, he has uh, to get technical. Donald, Donald Glover, they, they end up getting chased by a bouncer because they yeah. go to watch the lap dance happen. And so they're chased all around the strip club. Wait, are we, not, are we going to not talk about the best line in this movie? What's the best line in this movie? Then I don't want to say it. Okay. Well, uh, well, I, well, can I say it? Sure. Yeah. I don't know well, what you're talking well, about. I, the little, I forget his name already. The little kid, he's like, Hey, you guys want to get dry? No, we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. We're, 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 uh, we're all, no, we're good. If we give them money, they'll go away. Yeah, oh. that would too. Oh, sorry, because yeah, the strippers all come around. Yeah, I just oh my God, them. they're like pigeons. We're missing some of those fun ones. Yeah, my, my favorite line is actually after that when they're walking to find... The guy getting a lap dance, and they all have massive erections. And Donald, <laughs> oh, yeah. and Donald Glover yeah. goes, "Hey, how you guys doing? Are you are you doing okay? Good." Yeah, they've they've all gone through puberty in the span of like fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah. But I, I do Super love that line. They're like pigeons. <laughs> Maybe if we give them money, they'll go away. And then like another one comes. comes over. So the bouncer is like chasing them through the strip club yeah. and. Uh, Donald Glover ends you know, up in... ventures into a room where yep yeah um some shady it, stuff it, is going on. It's John Daly from um, Nick Kroll show from the Kroll show. Um, he's a famous comedian, but he's getting lactated on, <laughs> well, like kind of in the butt, uh, the <laughs> hole even. <laughs> 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 Which cle- seems to be uh, his fetish. Um, and the, my favorite part was when Donald Glover was in there and he was like, because uh, he, he goes in, sees what's going on, leaves. The bouncer comes to chase him, goes back in. And he's like, can I just can, can I just be in here? He's like, he's like I'll pay you to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't watch. I won't watch. I I'll pay you to watch. <laughs> and he goes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but the only reason I mention this, because that's exceptionally gross, is that character does come back, which yeah. is like yeah, another yeah, great example yeah. of like yeah. this movie seeding things. Which yeah. Is yeah. And like that whole scene is a great indicator of like 
these people being, you know, these characters being in way over their head, like into like not, you know, solving who stuck their finger in the pie, but they're <laughs> like in the like seedy underbelly. Dougie loses the ring inside the stripper's hand and, and she, she goes to Tinkle. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what line are we walking here? Uh, <laughs> what we're talking about. I don't know anymore. Like this, this movie um, takes that turn. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, so it's like three to times. Say, yeah, but yeah. but the you ring... have you have another great line from Charlie because they're they're looking at the toilet and they're like, "Who's gonna fish it out?" And Charlie goes, "I think this is a job for the boy genius." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the ladies peed out the ring into the to- into a toilet filled with Feces. excrement. Yeah, yeah, like everything. What is, there's like, everything is in this toilet. It, it looks, this is Satan's toilet. It, it looks like. The house from Fight Club. Like, remember how gross the house from Fight Club looked? That's what this toilet was. So the, the bouncer's trying to get them while they're in the bathroom, and Duncan's reaching into it, and he's like, there's something hard and sharp inside of something soft. I want, like, I wish we could see, like, a behind-the-scenes of them, like, just creating this messy bathroom. I would prefer they didn't. Because I'm afraid that that was really the bathroom at that facility. With how low budget this play, this movie was, oh, maybe. God. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so then they get the ring and they go to give it to Kelly, and Duncan has drank dog urine to get the the bacteria out of his to, body. To yeah, boy genius here. Yeah, so they they give Kelly the ring, and because well, at this point she's been begging them she's to been such stop. a skeptic yeah, yeah she's been telling them to stop They're, you're not detectives please stop let the police handle this yeah. and so she sees the ring and that like piques her interest because she's like oh, oh how did you get this type of deal and yeah. they tell her so that's when um oh that's when we get the uh him getting punched in the face that's when that's when charlie punches duncan in the face and says and i'm charlie the strongest boy in the world because he has to take his shirt off. No, no, he, no, thro- he throws no. up. Remember, boy genius. Because he throws up from because yeah, of he the throws uh, up. Yeah. Okay. drinking yeah. dog urine. Right, right. Yeah. So, so Duncan, yeah, I'm getting all messed up. So Duncan throws up on him. He throws up on three people. Yeah. Him, oh. Jason, and Kelly. It's impressive. And he, he really loses his cookies big time. So um, the, you know, I can respect for this movie is they didn't do that thing where like you have like the side profile of someone about to throw up and they do the thing where they like cover their mouth. The and Will blah, Ferrell. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Exactly. They didn't do like the, the obviously fake vomit type mm-hmm. stuff. Like it all happened off screen or on screen, but it looked relatively like it, realistic. Yeah. yeah. And that's where you you meet Robert, who is uh, the dad's. The dead dad's friend. Yes. Yeah. Who's taking care. Yeah. Until child services gets involved. (laughs) That's another dark line. Until child services gets involved. Like, how long is that going to take? I think it was figures out what to do with us. Oh, yeah. Which is even more, like... Depressing. Exactly. Well, if you know anything about the New Hampshire uh, Child Protective Services uh, Department, it is not good. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. They're meaning real life. I listen to NPR a lot. They talk about it. They're under investigation for just, like pushing through cases and like not actually doing oh things. really yeah <laughs> you so, go here you go yeah there. just kind of like eh, yeah you're fine like I listen to npr too i must have missed that yeah, one there's been a few things oh, where boy. they're like oh yeah you've been abused well we can't really find anything you know conclusive so you're fine some wow. weird shady stuff going on welcome so it's, back oh, to dear. npr so happy, on the writer's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm but while we're in new hampshire in this in movie so it's topical terry gross filling in for scott curland Filling in for Haley. Well, I mean, the movie is in New Hampshire, so it's topical. True. No, 100%. No, that, that was something that would probably would happen. They'd probably wait for a year. I think I said this earlier, but I'm 99% sure I know some of the locations where they shot. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's awesome. Anyways. 
Yeah, so, they're not hiding it either with so the New Hampshire plates. Robert throws out their dirty shirts and gives them shirts of the company, and then cuts to Charlie, and he's naked. <laughs> I love that joke too. Oh, I thought we were just taking our clothes off. <laughs> that was another genius callback, and you find out that Kelly is into like. Uh, forensic pathology and she was goth i love when jason picks up the book and he's like oh this is like real detective stuff and he opens it up and he's like oh who stole that guy's face also another good setup yep and let me tell you i've seen some real crime scene photos yeah i, oh, yeah. I have an idea of what <laughs> some Haley of the stuff has a degree in criminology i do also they never deal they never go back to her um interest in in forensic pathology they really don't they he mentions he mentions one it, or more they, time but yeah that's not like a plot thread yeah that she's like, no, go no. Back to school i was hoping it was gonna pay off in yeah, some way like, like she, a throwaway it was weird yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like oh just to put the book and you know their path i was like oh you could have done something with that, yeah, that was something cool. like, like i was expecting her to like get into helping that's them solve what i mean the like they like yeah that, or like they were going to use her skills in some yeah. way but i actually kind of yeah. liked it better that she didn't you like that she just became a generic damsel in distress? No, because she was just such a skeptic, she stuck to her guns. Okay, no, I, I can give you that. Yeah, like... Yeah, that's true. But then then we get to my favorite thing, they end up at the lumberyard. The, yeah, the first time. The first time. And, yeah. he, he, and Don Clover sneaks in, Jason sneaks in, as a lumberjack. Yeah, the most lumberiest here. lumberjack yeah, there I'm ever was. I'm bringing this wood in here, because I work here. And then, <laughs> yeah. then um, they, br- they break into the foreman's office, and Charlie finds milk, and it turns out the, the foreman, the boss, is the guy who is getting lactated on. And <laughs> Don Glover goes, hey, you're that guy who likes milk squirting up his butt. And, and he, he just spits out all the milk <laughs> I think that milk is a recurring theme in this movie. It, yeah, because they love chocolate milk. <laughs> well, because it's supposed to be like milk is like that thing that's supposed to be wholesome. And yeah, like, that's what I was just like gonna the, say. Very the milkman. Yeah, yeah. And and like you remember Saturday mornings, waking up, grabbing like yep. Nesquik and yep. like watching cartoons and, and with a bowl of cereal. Yeah, literally milk. was just gonna say it's like that, like you know, goody goody kind of like oh, watching wacky racers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wacky, I love wacky racers. I love wacky. Racers. <laughs> you don't know what wacky racers? Is? I know the board game. Was that a board game? That was based yeah. on the cartoon. Wacky Racers was awesome. It was it was I like the original like mashup stuff. Yeah, and I was Dick like, Dastardly and I, was I, say, I think my mom game. was into like that stuff. Probably. Yeah, because yeah, it was like a 60s Hanna-Barbera yep, cartoon. Yep, okay, yeah, okay. show reruns of it on, on Saturday morning. Uh, every yeah. morning before school. Yeah. Nice. Before Bobby's World. I would watch that. Oh, oh my god, I, I remember Bobby's this. World. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Never Bobby, we've talked about We're going to do an episode of Bobby's World at one point. Yeah, we talked about that. Absolutely. I would love to do... The one where he drowns. What? What? The, there's there's one where Bobby drowns. In is the it pool. the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> is it the first episode in the whole series? It's, it's like a Jacob's dream. Ladder fever dream. Deep take. Uh, so, no, no. He is doing swimming lessons, and he ends up on the high dive, and he ends up diving in, and he ends up drowning, and his brother saves him, and he like just worships his brother, and his brother's like, get away from me, dork. Get away from me, Scott. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Mystery team. <laughs> Mystery team. Yeah, back on topic. So Greg, who is the foreman, thinks that they're trying to blackmail him when they're not. They're just trying to figure out who it is. They find out that the guy who did it is a guy named Leroy, who is a very bad dude. Yeah. And who... They ask him if he worked there. He tells him no, he didn't. Then they see a picture of him because they've seen his picture. Where did they? Where did they see his picture? It was at the store because he robbed the store. 
Because Bobby Moynihan is like, yeah, he robbed the store. He's a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they um, find out where Leroy lives. Through a relatively clever way, too. Yeah. Like, I was impressed with that because they, they break a... Um, like a cabinet to, to get into <laughs> it to get a to get a piece of information, and this this other employee comes up and says, "Hey, who broke this? You're gonna have to pay for that." And then Donald Glover's like, "Me, my name's Leroy Jenkins, and you can send me the bill. What address do you have for me in the computer?" Yeah, and that, that was, was le- actually yeah, that yeah, was, that was legit clever. That was legitimately that was like law and, and order brings, stuff. It brings it me to my like it brings it to my favorite line where the guy's like, "Hey, I thought you were moving to Guam, sir." So, Stay out of my affairs. <laughs> <laughs> he he has so many of those lines where he's like, "Excuse me, shut up," <laughs> and I love it. And then that's when they dress up as college kids. No high school. Kids. Oh, high school kids. Yeah, like normal, from the nineteen normal average high school kids, even it, though they're in high school. Yeah, yeah, and they're Duncan wearing has, Letterman sweaters. Yeah, and One. Duncan has the the. The book strap. The book yeah. strap. With the book strap, uh, Jason has an apple, and Charlie has a, just an old beat-up football. And he has a flag. Oh, I didn't see the flag. He, he, has, a fl- he has a football in his left hand, and he has the flag in the other ah. one. That's they're like, awesome. What you want? Hi, we'd like to buy some cocaine. <laughs> sure, I can sell you guys an eight ball. Do we need eight balls? Oh, let's yeah. treat ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> we have a long night of cocaine ahead of us. <laughs> Uh, that that line was in the trailer, but I think it was just one of my fun, like one of the funniest exchanges in it, because all three of them were in character and they all just played off each other perfectly. Like the same, the same one. They're the gentlemen in yep. the gentlemen's club, yep. and yep. they're like bully, bully, harumph. <laughs> and I I love when they're going through with the gentlemen's club. Every time they they give an ID, we have a library card. Uh huh. <laughs> we have a school ID. <laughs> and then we have a drawing of a hammerhead shark. Harumph. <laughs> like, and then they do that again with them as the the high school kids, and it's just so funny. And that's where we meet Destiny. Destiny is uh, uh, Leroy's Destiny. girlfriend, who is Kay Cannon, who wrote the Pitch Perfect films. Oh, oh that I did not know. And she used to be married to Jason Manzoukas. No, uh, Jason Sudeikis. Oh. Before he ended up with Olivia. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's with Olivia Wilde now, right? Yeah, and she's with someone else famous now. Her lines are so funny because she's like, so I don't normally tell them if I'm having an outbreak right now. You share something. <laughs> now you go. Yeah, she's really like coked out of her mind. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Really funny. And so um, Jason finds out that Leroy killed Kelly's parents. Yeah, and he, Leroy like, leaves to take a phone call. Yeah, and he overhears the phone conversation and like that he mentioned something about like, no, I didn't get the papers. I didn't get the papers. Take a chill. I'm not going to take a chill pill. Blah blah blah. blah. Like you take a talking, chill pill. Yeah, while he's talking on the phone to yeah. the guy. So Jason leaves. That's important. Yeah. So Jason leaves to go back to Kelly's parents' house, and now Duncan and Charlie are kidnapped because Leroy is not letting them go. Yep. Yeah. He really leaves them like he should have took high and dry. He should have took them points. with him. I don't know why he didn't. Like, I mean, obviously that's there to like create a tension between the characters. But that is one of those things where it's like, why or, would or he... he could have been like, I need muscle, Charlie. You come with me and leave yeah. Duncan. <laughs> Dude, that would have been even like worse for them, but... right? <sighs> so it was good. <laughs> it, it is really, <laughs> really good. Funny. It's really funny. Like it's crazy, and that's why it's in the bagel basket because it's so dirty. Yeah, it's so dirty. 
So he ends up uh, at Kelly's parents' house, and there's a, a thief in the house, and he whacks the thief over the head with, with a, a broom. With a broom, and it's Kelly. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And he's trying to like flirt with her, and he's messing up. And she's like, "Can I ask you a question? Spill it, skillet." <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. You're so stupid, Jason. <laughs> I love the way that that's shot too. Just like, <sighs> yeah, because he can't see her face. Like he's, yeah, she can't see him because yeah, he's in the yeah. foreground. She's in the yeah. background. Yeah. And another great line is, uh, "So he he goes to have a real serious heart to heart with her, and he turns around and he notices the picture. He goes." Where are your parents? And she's like, They're dead, you jerk. <laughs> That's such a great line. Because it reminded me of Zoolander of uh, when David Duchovny goes through why they pick male models. And Derek just goes, But why male models? I, I just said that. Don't, weren't you paying attention to anything I just said? What? Uh, yeah, that that's just... That's what that felt like. But he actually had a point because... The parents weren't in the, the picture. Why weren't they in the picture, Dwight? Well, because of the paper that they were looking for. There was, um, in the picture frame, there was a, not even a secret note, just a note or a, a letter from, what was the name of the company? I want to say Hol- Holden, Holden and Crown. Holden and Crown, which is a... Um, law firm. They're a law firm. And they had a paper that was talking about how they had discovered some sort of poisonous substance. And that's all that we really find out from that is that there is yeah, a poisonous substance. Yeah, the wood substance. in the lumber was coated with... Like, well, we don't find out about that until later. We just find oh, okay. out that the the substance... It was it found was on the premises. It, 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 yeah. And it is toxic. Yeah. yeah. And then later we find out that the lumber is infected with this stuff, and that's why... I would say infected so much as it's been treated Treated with, with it. Yes, yeah. Oh, do we explain... <laughs> infected was like, a dumb word. ...who yeah. Aubrey Plaza's dad is? Aubrey Plaza's oh, dad. Oh, yeah, we did. We kind yeah. of glossed over the Our, whole... Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza's dad was the lawyer who was brought in to uncover the scandal, and yeah. that's why he was murdered. Because, like, there's a lumber yard in town that's being closed down yeah, that I think Jason's father works for, or he is he's involved with it in some, some capacity. He, I, like, think, I think he's a business manager for the actual company. That's what it is. Yeah, and he was talking about, like, the union and something. Right. That's, yep. Because he was going down to help out the union protest, or be at the union protest he had to be Minor there for details. business reasons yeah. business you know business. Oh, bully bully business okay that around, nice. i like that we just glossed over all of that like oh yeah there's a lumberyard thing and that's and welcome to the writer's bagel basket <laughs> where we try to hit all the major plot uh, points and it's just kind of like whatever we're thinking about at the time. we're just trying to nice. make each other laugh yeah Shut we up. just want to oh. be happy rude oh <laughs> way to drag us all down oh i thought this was like supposed to be highbrow very high, professional. We're talking about milk getting squirted into people's butts. <laughs> <laughs> we did an episode about an animated cartoon that was a black exploitation film. Yeah, and there was very... A guy picks his nose for like five <laughs> minutes. You watched that with it was us. very <laughs> educational and very, you know, there's a lot of metaphor your, in there. How big are your air quotes right now? <laughs> uh, they can, nobody can see them because this is a podcast, so mm-hmm. no one will know. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So Leroy brings Duncan and Charlie yeah, into the house. Yeah, he brings them to the house, and um, and uh, uh, Jason and uh, Kelly. Kelly, they're hiding in the closet, and then he, uh, Jason, overhears Charlie and uh, Duncan. Um, Duncan talking about like Jason and and Duncan's like, uh, I can't believe. You, yeah, this is where you kind of get a hint at like you know that there's their trouble team in paradise. Is, yeah, they're they're fracturing a little bit. 
Yeah, because he's complaining about how he only cares about the uh, how Jason only cares about the detective agency, and he only wants to hit on that girl Kelly, and he doesn't care about them as friends. That type know of it deal. all yeah. girl, know it all girl. Because I think I think why he's jealous is I think he's secretly in love with Jason, and there's someone now smarter <laughs> than him. I definitely get the vibe that there's like homoerotic undertones well, to all of their relationships with each other. Look at Duncan's haircut. Look at that haircut. I, I don't get I that was, at all. I wasn't getting that from them. I was getting that from the guy who owns the convenience store. Yes. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. There yeah. Were, well, he, well even oh, you're then, right. That's he was just he like, clearly is in love with, or just like I don't even think he's in Jason. love with them. I think so much as like he wants to be part of it. Like it's, he, yeah, but it borders like a really creepy line, really. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get. I didn't get the homo. No, you're right. I take that back. Well, Charlie had a couple of lines that struck me as potentially. But I just I might think he's super off. naive. Yeah, like more um, naive than the rest of. We're them. not going to call the cops. You sound like dad. <laughs> well, the the stuff with his father. Something messed up happened there. Like because he talks about how his father's always drinking. He talked about either beating or touching or something hey, like you that. You smell like dad. Yeah. Yeah. With the booze. <laughs> yeah. With the booze. Aw, poor Charlie. <laughs> so, um, that's when they get kidnapped by Leroy now because they, the Jason and Kelly, come out, um, because Charlie is about to hit whoever is in the closet in the head with a vase, mm-hmm. and Jason and Kelly come out, and Charlie still hits him in the vase. <laughs> Delayed reaction. <laughs> yeah, I love all of Donald Glover's screams in this movie. Yeah. Oh. He has like, the greatest. Like he when he sprays great. himself in the eye with the bug spray from the hobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the hobo. And he's like, ah. I love that too because then he goes against the wall and he's just like he does that thing where like he puts his hand up and he's like shaking his head, just like <laughs> leaning against the, like out of the out of focus, like in the background. Well, he he says the same thing twice when he gets sprayed in the eye and when he gets hit in the head, and it's from his stand-up act. Um, when he talks about getting chased by a hobo into a tree. He says the same thing there that he says here. He goes, "Why you doing? Why you do that? Why you do that? Why you do that?" And like his screams, uh, brilliant. They're, they're so funny because he has the the girliest screams. Yeah, it, his vocal range is impressive. <laughs> I mean, have you heard his latest album? No. Oh, he he goes it's, falsetto yeah. in nice. Redbone in the song Redbone. He gets up pretty high, like. I thought it was a woman singing. I thought he just composed the beats, and I thought it was like, like he's a- breaking champagne glasses. That's how yeah. I get it, it for him. And you were right. I just looked up on online. He announced two days ago that Childish Gambino is being retired. Yep. It's it's because he is now playing Lando Calrissian, yeah. and he's Simba. I know. And still has Atlanta going on too. Yeah, so. but I love and his music and that mystery role in Spider Man. I think he's gonna be oh, Robbie yeah, Robertson. That's right. They have never oh, that'd be cool. announced yeah. it, huh? Okay, it's off topic. So. And he's so, got the mystery team money rolling hey, in. Hey, we're we're talking about Don Glover. <laughs> it's Don all Glover. it's all relevant. I'll probably tag him on Twitter, and he'll probably be like, "You didn't have permission to review this." And he'll come hunt us down, and I'll be like, "Hi." That's fine. You can hunt me down any day. I didn't say hump you down. <laughs> I didn't say hump me down either. What are you thinking? I like Donald Glover. Sorry, okay. mystery team. <laughs> Swoon. Yeah, so um, they've been kidnapped, and they're all in a van. A van with no, no door. door. <laughs> that is a genius touch, not having a door on it. And it's a so, callback to a previous joke. Yeah. So they're, point, uh, so they're driving, and Kelly mouths off to, 
to Leroy. Leroy, um... Yeah, Leroy turns around, puts a gun in her face, and then, uh... Jason tries to defend her honor. Yeah, and then Destiny takes over. She's like, I'm gonna take the wheel. And <laughs> I can drive. I got this. And and then a line that I love that I'm not gonna say, he says... <laughs> he calls her the C word, and she says, don't call me a bitch. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. And then, Because like, it's way worse what he said yeah. to her. And then she gets thrown from the car. Hits hits a stop sign. Yeah, I'm, so. And I love how she's got like that hor like that horrible really. When, when we say horrible neck wound, we're not just talking like that'll like kill you. It's also just horrible, horrible makeup. Yeah, horrible looking. You can see like where they like they it's didn't bl- they didn't blend the edges of of the um prop wound to properly with her skin. So it's yeah. just like a like a, a patch on top of a circle on top of like a big gash yeah. but, but i love how she gets up done. and she's like yeah. ah. <laughs> it's one shot but i couldn't tell if that was like a stunt double or if that was like a doll because it, it looked pretty lifelike for something it'd be yeah, funny it if they did show it like kind of more up close and it was a doll <laughs> well then that's one flexible doll so then they uh they run away and oh, that's when Leroy screams, "You killed her!" And she's standing up. Yeah, and she's standing right there. <laughs> All you have to do is get her to the hospital. Stop, you know, trying to kill them. Get her to the hospital. Yeah, but so the cops come and Leroy <clears throat> runs off. Yeah, after chasing them through the woods for yeah. a little bit. And then they bring Kelly home, and he says they're going to go to the police. Okay, so at this point, mm-hmm. from the from the moment that they've gone to buy cocaine <laughs> up until this up until this point it is implied that this is ha- this has been the same, the same night yeah, correct the same mm-hmm. right, i just want to establish that going yeah. forward so they drop her off so they they drop her off then they get into a fight on a baseball diamond i think this is my favorite scene don't they go really back like to it. the lumberyard first they go back to oh the, that's right they, oh, they, yeah. they, they, they oh, go okay. back to the they go back yard. to the the lumberyard because uh this is another clever line because he says that uh, we'll uh, bring it to the police tomorrow. We'll go to the police tomorrow. And and he goes, okay, we need to go back to the lumberyard. And he said, I said we'll go back to the police tomorrow. It's still tonight. Damn your wordplay. And that's the second time that he said that as well because there was another time that he, before yeah. then, where she was like, said, promise will... me you'll stop. Yeah. And he's like, okay, and... I'll, give, I'll hand this off to professionals. And she, as they leave, he's like, okay, let's keep on going. He's like, but you said you'd give it to professionals. He's like, what does it say on our sign? We'll work for fruit roll-ups? No. No, the other sign. No. We're professionals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they kid, catch- kid, uh, kid and expert profession. Perfect. Oh, my God. I just got that. I love that, Charlie one. <laughs> so that's, that's another recurring joke. This movie's good with like those type of recurring jokes yeah. that are funny. Yeah. Like they actually land, in my opinion. Yeah. So they go back to the yum... And the the Yumberlard. Is that Yumberlard. where they have all the, the yummy food? Yumberlard. Yeah. I just called it the Yumberlard. Oh, I'm going to open up a food truck called the the Yumberlard. I'm, I will never eat there. That, <laughs> while it sound, the first part sounds yummy, the lard Yumberlard. part kind of turns me off. Mm, sweet, sweet lard. Yeah, but I'll be making delicious. my cookies. So. With delicious, with, delicious with lard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I wonder what your marketing campaign will be. <laughs> Um, so they go back to the lumber yard, and Leroy and Destiny are dead. Yep, because they find like <laughs> this is one of my well, other favorite parts is they they find the um, 
the the alarm panel and they're like Dustin disarm that and he's like hits a bunch of buttons he's like okay I got it and then they're like oh it's been cut yeah I still got it so then they find them dead Destiny and like bleeding out the eyes and this is where we get the red herring because the whole time we think it's Greg and the the milk guy and then milk in the butthole well that that comes later. So they no 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 Wait. They, they they thought it was Greg they thought oh, Leroy yeah, yeah, was yeah because Greg was like oh I don't know who that is Leroy doesn't work here get out of here yeah. so they go they they run from the place screaming and they end up at the baseball diamond yes and yeah. that's when they get into a fight and you find out that Duncan is going to college yeah, well, so, and so, so is Charlie, Charlie. And by Jay- some miracle <laughs> U of M yeah University of Miami Michigan Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> I love that. Hey, joke. mom. <laughs> so, um, you find out that Jason didn't apply to go to college, and he's like, "Why do you think we took the SATs? I thought it was a goof." <laughs> Which That's is like, like a three-hour test. That's yeah. one hell of a goof. That was the moment when I was just like, "This person has." A severe mental disorder. See, they I all do. Scene. I really liked it. Oh, no, it, it was, was a sweet like, scene. I yeah. Agree. No, but like... but if he didn't understand that they were they had to apply to college after high school. <laughs> At least the other two. I, like... No, I know. It was just it was funny and and it was funny because of that. But I you know I didn't be like oh wow he's really stupid he didn't know like I didn't read it as that I just read it as just an exact you know. You're right. I don't think it was intended to be read like that. I think it was just him like not wanting to grow up and like. Yeah, I don't think he's stupid. I think he's just Peter try- Pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I don't Michael think he's Jackson stupid, and, and <laughs> I don't think you know when he says that stuff. He that's what he really means. I think it's point. like you know. I thought we were gonna stay and do this forever because we don't want to grow up, kind of thing. We've so, always done this. So they um, get into a fight, and they really hurt each other. And Charlie goes. Cheese and crackers, Chinese checkers, Chinese checkers, and then Duncan says, <laughs> "That's my favorite line of the movie because, like, the entire time they've been so like, yeah. not even PG thirteen, G, yeah." And then just seeing like that twist, he's like, "That's right, I've been in the backyard saying, <laughs> and I like it." <laughs> I've been that, in my backyard that got, trying that, it out. That got me thinking today because I, I realized that they talk this way and it's very old timey. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite, like, old-timey, like, phrase? Oh, um, boy howdy. Oh, God. <laughs> Jumpin' boy. Jehoshaphat. Oh, that's a good one, too. Jumpin' Jehoshaphat. Did I don't know one? if I have one. Cheese and crackers is a pretty good one. It's pretty classic. Yeah, I don't know. Haley? <laughs> I'm trying to think You of... said it earlier. Uh-oh. Yeah, I said it in the last episode. I said Life of Riley. No, no, you said one earlier today. Something when about I like milk in the butthole? <laughs> <laughs> no, what did you say this afternoon? Holy flaming cheese of Ohio. Oh, jeez. That's not I, old, though. I was, I've That's never not heard old. It. That's just made up. That's I, just something like a family friend made up. All words are made up. Huh. Yeah. No, I think the only thing that comes to mind is like golly gee willikers or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I also like Sassafras. Jeepers, Jeepers <laughs> mister. Jeepers, yeah, Jeepers is a good one. <laughs> oh, and they said heebie-jeebies in this movie, which... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets his jolly from sticking his fingers in pies and giving the old ladies the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> so, then they get they get into the whole fight. Duncan swears. and Which is so funny. It, yeah. it, the whole idea of just practicing in your backyard. <laughs> like, 
what what must the neighbors be thinking <laughs> <laughs> he's just back there like f f f so fun his parents are like hey he's just blowing off steam <laughs> i'm sure his parents were happy yeah like, fine if, if jason's parents are any indication of what the other's parents are like they were probably just very exasperated you, with how and their charlie's as we know were. are not do you think, very attentive do you think they have like phone conversations the parents like don't worry jason's gonna be fine charlie's gonna be fine Dun- Duncan's in the backyard swearing up a storm. <laughs> oh, thank God. I would hope. <laughs> also, you were right. Sorry, I'm, I'm just looking up on Wikipedia, and you were right. That was the, the, the place you're thinking of, the Reed's Ferry. I was right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, in Merrimack. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, because I, I'm sure I said this, but the lumber yard that, where they shot it has like a very distinctive lumber man on the side of it. That's and probably every, why they picked it. And every day that I go to work, I drive by that lumber man we can go to the strip club too it's in bedford is it the um is it uh the the gold go um no it's mark's show place i don't know that one yeah no. i also look it up because there's another one that i drive by yeah i drive by that one too <laughs> what they have was, amateur night what yes. was it called ponytails Point. <laughs> ponytails apostrophe s <laughs> Apo- ponytails apostrophe s which i appreciate and love <laughs> the gold club is the one that i'm thinking of. so yeah, yeah. so jason's on his own now and he goes to Jordy at the grocery store again, and he, he, uh, Jordy's lighting off firecrackers. Yeah, he's the... letting off cherry bombs in the, just in the aisles. Yeah, and, and he, it... he gives one to. Yep, he gives one to Jason, but then Jordy also gives this, like, not even a heartfelt speech, just this, like, speech Terrifying. of, like, yeah, of, like, this this was my dream when I was fifteen and I got this job. I wanted to be here for the rest of my life, and t- I wanted to be here until the day I killed myself. Yeah. <laughs> and here I am. Here I am. Still alive. <laughs> But, like, so he gives Jason this, like, what he thinks is a pep talk about, like, yeah, just keep on, keep on your dream, do what you want to do, be, be your detective, because look where I am, look how I turned out, and, like, this is, like, Jason's, like, oh, my God, I, 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 I'm not gonna be like you, I gotta get out of here. So then he goes to Kelly's. Who uh, is going to awake. Still the same night. Yeah, so now this, this is supposed to be, like, seven o'clock, or eight o'clock. It must be. Summer. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, it might They're, be spring. Well, they say they're a month away from graduating. So Seniors typically graduate in, in the end of May. Okay. So, so it's probably April. April. Pro- this is taking place on my birthday. Head, yeah. Head cannon. So, <laughs> uh, Kelly... Give. Sorry, sorry. I'm just looking up this the strip club, and I think it is that same strip club. And the top comment, May fifth, two thousand seventeen. Someone wrote, "I loved this place so much. I saw some great rock shows here, and the strippers were so cool." It's <laughs> 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 <was> really funny. <laughs> Classy. Sorry, sorry. Not to interject. One of them had a C-section. Not to, to interject, but I just saw that. I looked it up, and that's the first thing that pops up. In between, <laughs> it's right down the street from the uh, lumber yard, so that's why I, I, maybe it was the same yeah. place. In between, you know, pull pull vaults. Oh, I love when I love when Jason slides across the stage. <laughs> it, yeah, I was just like, thinking oh, that. it's so wet, and it smells <laughs> like cold guns. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. Uh, it's the same place that we drive by. Called it. Uh, <laughs> the strippers were so cool. Okay. They Sorry. showed me a picture of their ki- kids. Yeah, and that kid Eric was a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a little kid doing math in the corner. Yeah. So um, oh he goes back to Kelly's house. Um, 
And she's like, oh, my, you know, my dad's friend can fix your bike. Yeah, but th- she yells at him because he says, you know, Duncan's being a jerk. And she's like, I would kill to have friends. We move so much. I have no one to talk to. I have nobody. You're lucky. And that's where it gets, mm-hmm. like, really sentimental. Mm. This movie has some of those moments it, where it's, yeah. it's really nice. And I like, I like those moments because it, you know. Brings it all together. Ties it up in a neat little package. So they go to um, the wake, and Robert shows up, the foster father, and he's going to help fix um, Jason's, Jason's bike. bike yeah. And then you find out that um, after he spills milk, he says, oh, everyone take a chill pill, and mm. bump, bump, yeah, bump. Yeah, that triggers Which is back. a very common saying. <laughs> but it triggers back yeah. to yeah, the, no, the phone yeah. call with uh, Lucas? No. Leroy. Leroy. So then he, he goes on Leroy's phone and he figures out that that was the last... And another great example of detective work. He figures out that that was the last number Leroy called because um, what's his name? The Aubrey Plaza's dad, his phone goes off. Uh, step Foster dad. Foster dad, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jason runs away. Robert figures it out that he knows. And this is one of the best clever jokes. Um... He goes back to Holton and Crown, or Holton and Cross, or whatever it's called. Holton and something. And Jason needs to sneak into Robert's office, so he dresses up as a Mexican plumber. He uses, yeah, he's like, I've got to, I've got to take all my detective skills, all my, yeah. all my, dis- my, my master of disguise skills and put them to good use. <laughs> that one was absolutely hysterical, because then he, like, goes in, like, a, a terrible Mexican uh, costume, says he's Juan the Plumber, and the guy's just like, Juan, in an Italian Juan, Juan Rancheros. <laughs> Juan Rancheros, the, the, the Mexican plumber. Okay, go on up. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a costume party. It's a costume party, and that's so smart. And that's where uh, he ends up meeting, um, it's Matt Walsh, I, I think his, no, Frank's the other guy. I want to say it was like Ray or Roy or... Reggie? It was, I think it was a three-letter name that started with an R. Yeah, and we get one of the darkest lines because they, they start drinking and they get Jason drunk. And, and he's like rubbing elbows with all these company guys. And he, and he pours his heart about, out about how much he lo- likes Kelly. And uh, Matt Walsh Roy is trying to be very, you know, sincere. And Frank makes a joke, Kelly Belly, and goes... You know what? <laughs> you you want to say it to what? Because <laughs> well, well, when he first me- introduces Frank, he goes, oh, this is Frank. This guy is so funny. And then Frank just goes, <laughs> and they, and they, and they crack up. Like, that's, that. that's the peak of Frank's hystericalness. <laughs> and so then Frank makes, like, a couple other jokes. Like, he called, oh, Kelly Belly. And then Roy or Ray or whatever is just like, you know what, Frank? Sometimes I wish you didn't recover from cancer. And it's just like a, such a sudden turn. Like the guy said like three things. And just, he's like, "Oh, you're whipped, Frank." Sometimes I wish you didn't beat that cancer. I really do. I can't stand him sometimes. <laughs> Funny guy, but so then um yeah. he he goes out. Jason goes out to sneak into. Robert's office, and then he pukes into his sombrero, and he tries to open the door, and it won't unlock, so he falls through the roof. Yeah, he climbs oh, over. mouthful of, like, just dust and drywall. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, a hand comes out, and you think it's gonna be... Robert. Robert, and it's Duncan. It's Duncan. Duncan and Charlie. And... Cause, well, cause, um, 
did we talk about how Jason, like, he had given Kelly a walkie-talkie, oh, and, yeah. and, and he, he tries to get in contact with her because he says, what was his name, Frank? No, what was the name of the guy? Robert. Uh, Robert. He's like, Robert is a, he's a bad guy, beep twice uh, if, if you want, can't talk, and so then Robert has stolen Kelly's walkie-talkie, beeps twice, but Duncan and Charlie heard Jason talk on the walkie-talkie, which is like a believable reason to get them back into the, yeah. into the into the story without like having them just just show up. So once again, this movie is the writing's it, really good. It's competent writing. It's really really good writing. Yeah. So I I just love when uh, he's so drunk and he's like, "Hey guys, my best friends. <laughs> hey man, what are you doing? Are you drunk?" I'm a little buzz, yeah. <laughs> you know, like he, the way he says that line twice, the yeah. same exact way, and it's just, yeah. Mwah, it's just perfect. <laughs> so, and then of course Robert shows up. Yeah, because they're like, he's like, "How did you find me?" Oh, I just heard you on the walkie-talkie. The old two beeps, and uh, Charlie hits the two beeps, and Robert is behind them with the gun. And, and he's, so he's chasing them, you know. Well, Ray, Roy, Matt Walsh shows back up. Because he was going to pee in Robert's office. <laughs> yeah, because he was like so blasted and he was just like... Fine, I'll pee somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and so they grab, they grab the letter and they run away and Robert's chasing them. And then Robert comes across, now Roy again or Ray again, peeing, peeing in, in the, the water f- fountain. Oh, and he's just watching him. <laughs> he's just watching him pee. <laughs> We're like, still looking no, at the I'm, strip yeah, club. I'm, I'm looking up Google Maps to think to the, find the the Gold Club, and it's definitely it. And the reason that I know it is because there was a, a shot of them okay. from behind yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and you could yep. see that sign see? in the shot. Nice. Oh. Yes. I 100 yes. percent know that's it. Because yes. I was looking, and I cause are I you sure you two don't go dressed up in top hat? We're and gonna monocles? go now and be like, We're gonna, um, yeah, we should just go <laughs> dressed up in top hat and monocles. I, we I, should do that. I wouldn't be surprised if they did use the same interior for it. So. That's hysterical. No, that's every. They shot it in New Hampshire, so why wouldn't they use the interior? Because the way most movies are made. Yeah, but this was do- super <laughs> low budget. True. Super. Yeah. yeah I mean, they could have used the exterior and found a different strip club to use the interior for I that. Find, but like, that's, that's just way too much. Work. I was gonna say, so I think excited. that's too much work. For I'm just them. so excited that I know these places. Like, I think yeah. that's so cool. Like, I drive down that street every day. You got to find that high school. We're now. gonna tell our kids someday all about it and be like. Oh, there was a movie shot here. You see them titties? (laughs) (laughs) It's more exciting than uh, Belchertown because the most exciting thing we had, it was the movie Labor Day. With uh, is that Denzel, Josh no. Brolin? Jo- yeah, Brolin. so that's Josh, Josh Brolin, Brolin and, and, and uh, Kate Winslet. Kate, yep. Kate Winslet. Yep. Yeah, it was part one. There was one scene that was filmed at the library. I think at Patriots Day. Yeah. Is that you're, Denzel? You're oh, thinking, we also had no, Ghost pa- Hunters at that library. You're thinking too. of the siege. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Patriots Day is yeah, Mark I Wahlberg. What, I don't know uh, what you're thinking of. I have no idea. I just want Denzel. Josh, the, the um, Labor Fences? Day was the one where like Josh Brolin pl- wasn't he like no. a criminal? Yeah. And he was on the run, and him yeah, and Kate Winslet fall in love. Yeah. And they don't yeah. fall in love. They just have sex because. Oh, okay. Because Josh Brolin was on the Nerdist talking about <laughs> that movie because all these like middle-aged women come up and they're like, "Josh, I loved Labor Day," mm-hmm. and he's like. He's like, the premise of that movie is a convict who's guilty, who sleeps with a woman and has sex with her for an entire week and then goes back to prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah women also love Twilight. Yeah. Like, yeah. those type of women, I bet you the same type of people who like Twilight. Not all women love Twilight. That's not what I was trying to say there. Definitely not me. Yeah, I know. But yes. I'm like, those type of like people who are like so starstruck with like just the concept of like 
they romanticize that type of stuff. Right. Yeah. Tend to be like that. <laughs> They're wackadoos. The only, the only movie that filmed in Chelmsford was uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie about Jeff Bowman, who I went to high school with, who lost his legs. Oh, and yeah. 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 And, uh, and they shut down the Chinese food restaurant down the street from my parents' house so that they could film there. When we used to live in Haverhill, Haverhill a, ton a, of stuff. a Denzel movie Denzel! was shot at the Lowe's. That Kippen I used to work used to at, work that at. they closed. It was the Fences? one. No, it was the one with <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz. And oh, he, Equalizer. Equalizer. Yeah, Equalizer. Mm-hmm. The Equalizer. Because yeah. the whole final and, sequence is And, yep, and they the did a couple scenes from Joy. It's really ob- Haverhill, yeah. it's a really obnoxious when they film in Haverhill because people are like, why aren't they signing autographs? Why aren't they? I'm like, because it's a freaking movie set where people are working, okay? Yeah, but the people who are in the town act so entitled. They're yeah. like, well, why yeah. couldn't they stop and sign autographs? Because these people are doing a job. If someone came they, into you while you were doing your job and like they, messed with you, you'd be upset. Well, they just did, um, they so where I go to the gym, there's a old, um, the lowest th- movie theater that closed in Lawrence and they, they were shooting Daddy's Home 2. And what are they doing with a theater? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Shooting movies there. But Dwight posted something on Facebook just to be funny. Like, oh, you should go and, and try to get a job or something I, on the movie I, set. I said, walk he, up and tell them that you work in, in, in TV. Because he and, knows how much I hate it. And you should and get an extra. legitimately people on my Facebook feed were like, yeah, you should go in there and do that. I'm like, do you guys, I will get arrested one. And I'm like, it's a freaking movie set. It's a job. People are working. Like just that that middle-aged woman mentality of like, "Yeah, you should go and and ask for a job cuz <laughs> Ex- you're so talented and great." I'm like, "Oh god." Excuse me, I know Dave Franco. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Dave Franco and I had a thing. Not like a thing thing, but we had like You had a spot. We had a spot where we would say hi to each other. Cuz <laughs> I don't think we've talked about that cuz you Walk you Zach Braff's dog. Oh yeah, you these, turned these, on these, scrubs. Po- these people don't know me. No. No, we, yeah, my intern was on scrubs. We, we talked about it on the How I Met Your Mother season episode. Nine. You talked about it on the How I Met Your Mother episode. Because we were saying that that season nine of How I Met Your Mother and season nine of Scrubs. Scrubs. Uh, Yeah, but that was my... And I had to defend it. I had to go to bat for it. Thank you. Thank you. No, I was just saying that it should have just been called Scrubs Med School. Yeah, it should not have been. Not Scrubs season nine. Season one of Scrubs Med School. Zach Braff should not have been involved because he's kind of... Remember, you're on a a recorded document. (laughs) He's fine. I walked his dog. He's cool. He's legit. Too legit to quit. Too legit to quit. And your <laughs> voice was in the final eagle. Yeah. Correct. I did some ADR stuff. Nice. And they needed, like, background noise. It was pretty cool. Nice. Okay, so mystery anyways, team. Mystery Sorry. Team. Yeah. I, you know, we'll probably cut out, like, most of I digress. Yeah. But anyway. Where were we? So, uh, we were at... They're hiding in... They're hiding in... They're still hiding in the Holden... Holden well, uh, Roy, Roy is peeing in yeah. the... In the water yeah, fountain. Yeah, yeah. The water fountain. And the mystery team goes and hides. Yeah. yeah. So the, the mystery team is hiding, and this is when Jason, Jason has the most beautiful drunk speech ever. Th- that he lifts word for word from what, what's the name? Kelly. Kept, from what Kelly told him earlier in the right. movie. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he does do it quite eloquently and well, they very make movingly. A, they make a joke of that. Like, did you just make that up? Like, I did! I did! <laughs> <laughs> I can't solve a mystery until, I f- or I can't, whatever, I can't. Figure out a mystery, I, or I forget what I, it is. I have to figure out myself before I figure, figure out a mystery. mystery. <laughs> and it's just perfect. Because yeah. I, I love Charlie. It's like, that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> did you just make that up? Yeah. Yes, I did. Well, like, well, the original line is is Kelly kind of being like, you need to figure out yourself before you figure out a mystery. Like, being very matter-of-fact, like, yeah. grow up. Yeah. Exactly. And he turns it around and uses that as, like, this beautiful moment. 
So then um, they get uh, an urgent message on the walkie-talkie from Kelly, because Robert has her. Yep. Yeah, that was quick, by the way. Oh, help. <laughs> that That's uh, Parks and Rec season one acting right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's why April didn't talk a lot in season one of the Parks and Rec, I believe. And so then they go back to the lumber yard again. Yep. So for the like fourth time at this point in the movie, <laughs> all and in the they same know night. This place inside and out by now. And you pointed out, Dwight, that <laughs> it must have rained. Well, just the the ground was like soaking wet, yeah. and there was massive amounts of puddles. Those are things that I always like, kind of that always jump out to me whenever I watch a show. Is like if they're supposed to be in like the middle of like a sunny day, but they go outside and the streets are just soaking wet. I'm like, rained that day, didn't it, guys? You got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> must have just cleared <laughs> but i digress because that's actually the most i was talking about earlier how this movie's not that cinematic this was the most like cinematic shot in the movie because they clearly got a crane and they did like the hero shot it was well lit i really liked that shot well they did a tracking shot at the beginning when um brianna shows up it follows her uh follows jason then it tracks to her yep watching him walk so there are some there are some very good moments there's also speaking of the budget there are times where they're shooting at night and you can see that everything gets really grainy and it, obviously it's because they're shooting in low light it, i mean it doesn't take away from the movie it was just like signs of a lower budget film it could have not been an issue but it, it could have been a button like, so much worse like room, but it was like the room yeah it could have been like the room <laughs> Everything could have sounded like it was ADR. I mean, like the the audio sounded great in this movie, which is like I think eighty percent of making your movie your low budget movie mm. good is getting your mm. audio yep. good. Yep. But I mean, so and it doesn't hurt that you literally have Donald Glover doing the soundtrack. True, like, yeah. you know what I mean. You know. He does like everything on this. Movie. Yeah, so like that helps too. Yeah. So, um, Kelly is like he's gonna. Oh, he goes. I'll, I'll negotiate with you because uh, he's like, make him feel guilty, make him feel guilty. And then now he's negotiate. Like, now negotiate. Okay, I'm going to give you this piece of paper. I'm going to take Kelly and we're going to leave. Bye. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. <laughs> I also like that part because they do a Monty Python thing. Like, you know the, the sequence in Monty Python, the Holy Grail, where the two guards are sitting there and they're watching. Um, I forget who it is. I don't think it's Eric Idle, but someone is like running in the distance. Oh, John Cleese. Yeah, John Cleese is running at them and like he's running far away. They're just sitting there looking at him. He's running far away, sitting there looking at him. He's running far away, oh, sitting there yeah. looking at him. And then he's just there. Um, they do that because like, they're like 30 feet away from him, walking, walking, walking. Then they like have a little bit of dialogue. And then like they cut to in there right in front of them. <laughs> they must have ran out of room. No, I just think that was like an intentional joke because okay. he was like – because they're still talking as if they are 30 far feet away, away from him. Because he doesn't even turn his head or anything. They're just looking straight yeah, exactly. ahead. They're looking straight ahead. And he's like, okay, when we get up there, I'm going to give him the note. And then we're just going to grab her and walk away. Here you go, sir. And then like, they just go. <laughs> and it was very funny. Like that type of absurdist staging and then, I love. then Kelly goes, he's going to kill us. He's not going to kill us unless he brings us into an enclosed. And then <laughs> the door yeah. shuts. And that's the moment when I know I said, I was like, if he actually kills one of them, oh, yeah. this movie will shift like irre- irrevocably. But one of my favorite lines in this movie is, <laughs> he is not a murderer. He's a murderer. He can do it. Deep, deep down. He's like, he's not going to shoot us. Bang. He's a murderer. <laughs> he's he can't a do it. <laughs> like, I was wrong. <laughs> like, 
Because Donald Glover it, gets shot in like the shoulder. Yeah, if you watch Donald Glover in this or in any show, like Manly Community, anytime he's in pain, like the minute it takes him to realize that he's in pain is the funniest <laughs> 30 seconds ever. He's just watching it like register on his face. And, and then, then his, his whole eyes... body like changes and his eyes like yeah. bulge out. And he does that whole Troy look. Yep. I love. This, this was very... I think this is what got him Troy. I wouldn't like, be surprised. Like this is very, this is a very much and Troy. his various screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the whole multiple um, characters that he plays, like via like all his mm-hmm. disguises, mm-hmm. you can see that in Troy and Abed doing their role playing stuff. Troy like, and could, Abed in the morning. <laughs> but like the like when Troy and Abed do like. Like I said, all their role-playing stuff, like in the, um, I forget the name of their, Dreamatorium, Imaginatorium? The um, Dreamatorium. Dreamatorium. Yep. Whenever they're in the Dreamatorium and like they're doing that type of stuff, you can see that in his characters that he plays in this movie. Yeah, like one thing that he does in this, he's like humming to himself. He does that on Community, um, the episode where Annie breaks his Abed's Dark Knight DVD. The special, and it starts with uh, Troy entering the room, and he's happy, and he's singing, and then he uh, sees that she broke the DVD, and then he gets so sad, he's like, like, Donald Glover, uh, he, the, he's, he's awesome. going to be such a, like, they knew he was going to be a huge star yeah. while they were filming it. I recently read an interview with Dan Harmon, and he was talking about after Donald left, and someone like asked him more or less like, "Do you think it's because of Community that Dan that um, Donald Glover is as big as he is now?" And Dan Harmon was like, "No, no matter what he did, he was going to get to where he is. Just like the drive that he has, and like the, his talent is so there. If it wasn't Community, it was going to be his next project." So. I can 100%, especially seeing him in this thing that was, what, 2007? He's just, like, raw. It came out in 2008. Yeah. It came out in 2009. I think they shot it earlier. But, like, he's just, like, has so much raw talent that you can still see nowadays. Yeah. So, he's shot, but he has the most genius plan because he finds the cherry bomb. Yep. And they're like, Duncan, do you have your slingshot? And call back. Always. (laughs) And then... Um, so he runs to turn off the lights and he calls, um, Robert's phone, Duncan lights the cherry bomb and shoots it into his face. Which is like, which is also a great callback to the beginning when he missed, uh, the computer by a mile, or he missed the, the other guy by a mile. This time he hits Robert square in the face (laughs) and it explodes in his face. And Charlie has an amazing line here because he looks down and he goes... Oh, I hope those were just baby teeth. <laughs> and you can just hear like the yeah, like the gurgling. <laughs> yeah. And then we get another callback because the police come and prove how unpolicemen like they are because they're like, oh, someone stole that guy's face. <laughs> so I'm guessing he's dead. I would imagine, or yes. he's at least going to the hospital. Yeah, forever. Um, and then. Brianna gets adopted by Jason's parents. Jason starts to black out and... I skipped something. Jason starts to black out and you think <laughs> he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And he finally swears. He finally says... Does he? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because he's like, it's fun to say, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then 
Eric wakes up Jason by punching him. He's like, ah, I've been shot. And he's like, I've been shot lots of times. I've been shot three times. He, he like pulls up his shirt. The little kid. This kid's like eight years old. He's, he's like an eight-year-old Tupac Shakur. With a bunch of bullet holes. He's like 50 Cent because he survived. <laughs> Tupac didn't. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and it turns out Eric is the new mystery team. Yeah. He's a one-man mystery yeah, team. Yeah, and then Ellie Kemper goes, new mystery team. Uh, someone's diary's been stolen. I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, Billy Tom Moss. Higgins or something Bill, It's like Billy that. Moss. And he pulls out a gun. I love the look on her face, too. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. just like, what? I, I think that I was like real. I new management. I think, I think Ellie Kemper didn't know he was going to do that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. That's hysterical (laughs) so then um they go they have their goodbye like duncan and charlie and jason are gonna say goodbye yep because duncan's going away to college so is charlie and And jason has gotten a job from roy or ray or whatever his name was (laughs) matt walsh gave him a card while he was at the party and he's now parlayed that into a medical science job medical technology medical technology (laughs) but he gets full benefits but it's part, part time, time. <laughs> but he's making really good money. So yeah. and he does he work need by a degree? Tw- <laughs> um, but he's he's taking night classes to become a private investigator. Yeah, and I love how like Duncan's like, "Don't you need a degree for that?" And he's like, "Yeah, you would think." <laughs> <laughs> so then um, they said their goodbyes. Jason is driving away, and a guy comes out of the woods, and it's Neil Casey from Ghostbusters. From Lady Ghostbusters. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen Lady Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, he's the bad guy in Lady Ghostbusters. I thought Chris oh, Hemsworth oh, yeah, was the bad yeah. guy in Lady Ghostbusters. No. What? I thought Chris Hemsworth was the bad guy in Lady no. Ghostbusters. No, he's the main bad guy. Neil is the main bad guy. He yeah. dies, turns into a ghost, and goes into Chris Hemsworth's body. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Chris Hemsworth is like the secretary. But he gets possessed. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. I, I remember that from the commercial. No. I, nah. So, um, then uh, he's like... I don't remember who I am, and all I have is this photo. And what's the photo, guys? I believe it is him having relations with a panda bear while three scientists look on. Yes, yeah. Tiffany? Well, I was going to say, probably in the butt. I would imagine in the butt. Yeah. yeah. But there's ambiguous. no milk. He, he was behind the panda. But there's no milk. Maybe just giving him a hug. And then he I says, a hug they cut the off. A naked hug. And then he butt. says, they cut off my balls. <laughs> And then mystery team or something like that. And then credits. And then so, crane up to mystery team. Yeah. So this movie was actually a suggestion because I, I tried to show this to Haley. And we have this rule. 15 minutes of a movie. If she doesn't survive 15 minutes, we turn it off. How many minutes in? Two. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Question. How many movies have you shut off, and what movies were they? Oh, yeah, I like that. Oh. Uh, three. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Were they mostly sports movies? <laughs> Miracle was one of them. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's the hockey team one, yeah. right? This is your one moment. But I love Kurt Russell. Um, uh, I think Monster Squad was one of them. Yeah. And then I think the... I'm very upset about that. Monster Squad is I've never phenomenal. seen it, so I'll have to it's decide myself. It's cheesy 80s yeah. fun. So you have the... Go- know how they do like Armageddon and Deep Impact are like the mm-hmm. same movie? Yep, yep, yep. Monster Squad, Goonies. Ah, okay. So I'll probably love it. Yeah. yeah. Only Dracula. Because I love the Goonies. I love it. Full okay. man. And then I'm in. The third one, I believe, was... I want to say... Was it... No, it wasn't that thing you do. Cause I no, love- no. 
Nate, I, that would have killed me if it was. Um, wedding off. Oh, it was Stand oh. By Me. I do not what? like Stand By Me. I'm sorry. I, I hate Stand By Me. I, I mean, I haven't it. watched that movie like since I was probably a early high school, but See, I, I loved un- it. I understand because... Do you not like Dead Bodies? See, we love it because we're we twelve year old boys who grew up in the nineteen fifties, right, Dwayne? I never grew up. Yeah. I'm still a twelve year old boy. <laughs> no, but no, but we we know that coming of age feeling, so it hits home for us. Mm-hmm. She was a twenty six year old woman when and she also, saw. Yeah, no, it's and fair. Also, no, that's very fair. I lived under a rock. Yeah, that's fair. When I, I was growing up, we did not have a TV. <laughs> I, I've talked with people um, who have seen just talking about the Goonies yeah, we've seen yeah, like yeah. the Goonies as adults and like that doesn't resonate with them and I get yeah. that because and that's I know who you're talking exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's exactly it's a, it's a kids movie or it's like a movie that if you see growing up you can forgive all the cheesiness and it's like such a fun adventure that's movie but seeing it as an adult you're like what, what the and hell we re- and yeah. we rewatch yeah. the Goonies we'll have to rewatch we'll have yeah. to watch I mean, Stand By Me because I mm-hmm. haven't seen it in I was a while. lucky uh, yeah I was lucky to watch that when I was younger and mm-hmm. also I loved The Sandlot oh god The Sandlot is one of those movies that can Rookie of the Year was another one I don't remember the one with the little kid who becomes a good pitcher for the Cubs. I haven't seen that one in years. (laughs) Neil Flynn's in that. These are all sports movies. He plays the first baseman for the Chicago Cubs. What about Field of Dreams? Oh, she hates that one too. Really? It's one of my favorites. What about Angels in in the Outfield? With little Joey Gordon Levitt. I don't yep. remember. Little, and, uh, Chris, I, I never um, saw that one. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. I just don't like sports movies because I find them a little too formulaic. They're d- they yeah. just follow the same pattern. Well, this this was the cast of Angels in the Outfield: Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Matthew McConaughey, Adrian Brody, Donald uh, Danny, Danny Glover, Glover. Don- Donald Glover. Whoops. <laughs> and Chris uh, Lloyd. Chris- Christopher Lloyd, and then um, that bad guy was always the bad guy in like '90s movies. Uh, Alan Rickman. No, uh, <laughs> uh, Bruce Altman. Bruce uh, Altman. And um, what else? What's in there? Oh, the best sports movie of all time, I think we can all agree, is uh, Wet Hot American Summer. When they have that, <laughs> the segment of the sports, the sports team, team stuff, like that part just We're encapsulates hit. all. We may lose, we may win. Yeah. It- we've put together a plucky team and we've had our ups and downs and we had some tricky plays, but we came together and we're in the finals. And then, Coop, yeah. we're just not feeling it. It's all a little trite. <laughs> no, they're just, they're just not feeling hey, it. Coop, are they ready? They're not feeling not it. Feeling it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, they think it's trite. All right. Bye. Back no, to camp. They were totally cool with it. Yeah. Uh, so this this made it two minutes. The only other movie that made it that long, like we watched it all the way through that Haley loved was Harold and Maude. Oh. And oh, also love. Arsenic and Old Lace. Oh, Arsenic and Old Lace. I've never seen that movie, but I've been in the play. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you in the play? Mortimer. Really? Yes. Nice. Which one was Mortimer again? Uh, the, Cary Grant. The main, oh, okay. the main, not the main um, dude who was all twitchy. Yep. Oh, okay. I played Dr. Einstein. Nice. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you, did you speak with the German accent? Well, I, I played Dr. Einstein and Teddy because we did a True West. We alternated nights. Oh. So I would be Dr. Einstein oh, one night cool. and I'd be Teddy the other night. The guy we had as Einstein could not do a German accent to save his life. And so he was just like, uh, Johnny. And it was so and bad. And your dad was in it. My, yeah, my dad played Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, did Pete, I did Peter Laurie. Nice. Yeah, so. so Anyways, moving on. So <laughs> this, this survived it, and Haley said, you, you and Dwight need to do this. So 
And she liked it so much, she came on the episode. Yeah. But this this movie night, couples night, was to make up for the room. Where I was absent. I had a lot of driving that day. Yeah. And I came home and went right to bed. Someone was sweepy. I was very sweepy. She came in in the middle of us recording. And (laughs) I was just like, like, took a shower and went to bed. Yeah, I drove from... No, I drove from... Manchester to Haverhill to go to work, from Haverhill to Gardner to sleep over my sisters, from Gardner to Beverly, Danvers, Mass, and then from Beverly, Danvers, back to Gardner, and then from Gardner to Manchester. So, like, 300 miles of driving. In under 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. It was a big day. It was a lot, a lot of driving that day, and it was really hot that day, too. But the room was funny. But, and Haley got me ice cream. She did. It was delicious. <laughs> so, this is your first time seeing it, both of you. Yes. What did you think? It was awesome. It was so. Uh, Donald Glover could like poop on screen for two hours, and I would watch it and love it. I just love him. He's hilarious, and I think he's super. In talented. one of those mustaches. Yeah, just just in different mustaches and different costumes. I just love Donald Glover. So like Dwight had shown me the trailer, and I I don't know if you prefaced it with like oh we're gonna do a a podcast about it. Yeah. I, I don't remember I if you did or not, and I was like I'm in. I I might have just shown it to you, and then I said we're going. Yeah, to Yeah, yeah. I was like, it. I'm in. Donald Glover, I'm in. The mm. one, the one costume we didn't talk about that he did. That this <laughs> one's my favorite is when he uh, is the little boy. Hi, my name's Sammy. I'm new to this school. Know where I could get some pie around here? On the oh, swing yeah. set with the lava. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name's Sammy. I'm new to school here. <laughs> but the way he's looking at him, like. <laughs> Anyone like, know where I can get a pie? <laughs> Uh, oh, it's the mystery team. F- <laughs> <laughs> uh, 5-0, 5-0. So, like... How many bagels are in So what we normally do on the show, because Tiffany doesn't oh, listen yeah. to our podcast. I don't listen to podcasts. I'm terrible. So we, we uh, do a baker's dozen. There's 13 bagels in a basket. How many are missing because this, on a scale of how crazy it is? For, for example, Bebe's kids, I took out... All but three. Ten were, ten were missing. Three were in there. Dwight okay. took out 11 because it was so crazy. Yeah. Um, but something like, the was it The Office that we left them all of them in? Simpsons. Oh, Simpsons. Okay. Simpsons we I left them all in. I see how you do this. Because it was like a perfect episode. Yeah. I operate on the scale of one to exploding whale. And if anybody's uh, seen those videos on YouTube of whales exploding, that's my scale. Oh, God. Scale. <laughs> so my- that's going to be my podcast, the Exploding Whale Podcast. Okay. I'm just kidding. I don't know. To be um, clear, those are dead whales, right? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah. We, we can do. We can have you go at the end. Okay. Yeah. I gotta Twice. think about so, this. So, me? How many are missing? Um, you know, I'm going to say, oh, this is really good. It's low budget, and, and it shows from time to time. But the acting is mostly great, specifically from Donald Glover. And the premise is hysterical. The homages to classic... Mm. Um, Scooby-Doo cartoons and, and Encyclopedia Brown stuff is on point. I'm going to say that two bagels are missing and they're just kind of they like they fell out of the basket on their way to set. Like they haven't been, they weren't purposely misplaced. They just kind of, you know, happened to fall out because this movie was really funny. It was really just good in general, but there are some like technical things that kind of took me out of mm-hmm. moments. So I'm not, it's not bad by any any stretch of the imagination, and it was it was excellent. But two two are missing. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna take out two as well. One for the kind of like 
some of, like, what we were saying at the very beginning of the podcast with, like, some of the insults mm-hmm. they were throwing. They were very dated. Yeah, very, very, very dated. Shocking. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, another one for, like, some of some of the shots were a little grainy and also the, like, the bad makeup job that mm. they did for that one scene. Um, but, yeah, so. One's missing for me. Because I thought the toilet scene was just so gross. Yeah, it was disgusting. That that humor did feel out of place because nothing else was gross out humor in that except for the dog stuff. But that was a part of the toilet joke. Yeah. Well, there was a vomit that because of the toilet. Right. Yeah. Like all of that stuff was just so gross that I have to take out one bagel. So there's twelve. That's fair. Tiffany. I'm also taking out one bagel, and it is. Because of Aubrey Plaza's terrible acting. Oh, yeah. That's a fair reason, <laughs> yeah. too. That's a very fair reason. <laughs> I thought this movie was really endearing and, at times and funny, and I think I like some of the gross-out humor. It had kind of a blend of all those things that I like in a movie, and like, you know, I sometimes, especially in an early, mid-2000s movie, where you have the mm-hmm. gross-out humor. Humor? Humor. That's the biggest bone in your body, Ooh, right? Ooh, the humorous. <laughs> um, you have some gross-out humor. You have some dialogue driven jokes you have some good performances but ari plaza which you know i love her i love her dearly dearly and she's come a long way since this movie so that's where my bagel goes it's a good one i i don't almost wish that this movie ushered in like a new era Mm -hmm. of um indie filmmaking because it was made at the end of you said it was made during like the youtube boom so or at the beginning of youtube so it feels like this is like what people on youtube wanted to be doing but they didn't have the budget or the talent to be doing it so i it almost is like early to early 1990s when you had like clerks Mm -hmm. and el mariachi Mm -hmm. and um what was the Quentin Tarantino? Was it Reservoir Dogs that Re- uh, blew tw- Tarantino up? Or well, Reservoir Dogs was the first movie he directed. Yeah, so so it was like in that time frame when you had like those indie fi- indie filmmakers rising up. This felt like it wanted to be like that, and I wish yeah. that more things had come out of that, and not just the YouTube generation of "Hey guys, what's up? How you doing, guys?" Exactly. Yeah. This hey. this only got made because of the writers' mm-hmm. strike. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Okay. Because, oh yeah, same time. Yep. Because yeah. yep, yep. um, the guy who played Frank, the man, I really sometimes I wish he didn't recover from <laughs> from cancer. He is a writer on Thirty Rock. He plays a character named Lutz. He's a writer. Mm-hmm. Matt Walsh was a writer. Like they were all writers for Thirty Rock, and there was a strike. So this is their Doctor Horrible. Pretty much. Mm. Okay, because yeah. Doctor Horrible was exactly yeah, like thing. that's what Joss Whedon did during the writer strike. Mm-hmm. So the, the this was the same thing. That's awesome. Okay, that's cool. So should people see this film? 100%. Yeah. Yes. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I, if you haven't already watched it, guys. Yeah. Please. It's an enjoyable evening. Yeah. It yeah. really was. Grab some pizza. Yeah. Like we did. <laughs> Drink some water. Drink some water. I like know. We did. I'm so thirsty tonight. So yeah, that's uh, we've come to the end. Uh, so Dwight, what are, uh, where are we going next week? Enter Scott. A young man who is very enjoying podcasting. But there's one thing that Scott doesn't know, and that's that his co-host has entered the Twilight Zone. Why should I listen to you? You're Hitler! Uh, Oh no! I keep on winning! This isn't fun anymore! 
why should I listen to you? You're a Hitler. <laughs> That's my favorite Futurama. We're doing Twilight Zone. We're not yeah, doing Twilight Fu- Zone. Yeah, not Futurama. But when Futurama the does door. when Futurama does the scary door, oh my god, there's something on the wing of the plane, and I have a gambling gambling problem. Please help me. Why should I listen to you? You're Hitler. No. So yeah, uh, we are doing an entire month of Twilight Zone, guys. Woo-hoo! I love so, Twilight Zone. So, uh, in honor of Fourth of July and the Twilight Zone marathon, we are going to be doing nothing but Twilight Zone. So get used to it. Yeah, yeah. So, and we're starting with the monsters are doing Maple Street, yes. correct? Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. So, Haley, Tiffany, thank you for being on the podcast. You're who are, welcome. Who are you? <laughs> what? It, was, it was a pleasure and a delight. Yes. Of just just as pleasurable as. Milk in the butthole. <laughs> That's a callback. <laughs> oh, oh I finally got that. <gasps> it was perfect. So, nice. I, so until next time, I'm Scott Gerland. I'm Dwight. Oh, I'm Tiffany. Haley. Smell you later. Bye. 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 Bye.